Hello, my friends. I'm Brett Larkin. Welcome back to the Yoga Hacks podcast. Super excited to have you here and welcome if you're new. Today, our topic came up in my members only community, Uplifted. We have a lot of yoga teachers in the community and a lot of total yoga newbies in the community. So it's really a fantastic group of people. Check it out if you haven't already. BrettLarkin.com forward slash Uplifted. Um, And the question that got posted was how to write a great yoga teacher bio. So whether you're a new teacher or maybe you've been teaching for some time, but you've never really felt like you were able to write a really good couple paragraphs that represented you, I'm going to give you all my tips on this podcast. So tip number one, when someone asks for your bio is to look at where that bio is going to be posted because having an amazing yoga teacher bio is all about context, right? What is the context that someone is going to see this in? And you also want to go check out where they're planning to post it so you can look at everyone else's bio who's there. So never give someone a bio um, unless you sort of know what that bio is going to be used for and where it's going to go. And then again, if you know where it's going to go, go to that site and read all the other yoga bios there. So for example, if a yoga studio that you're teaching at asks you for your bio, go to that yoga studio's website and look at how they format and where they have all the bios of the other teachers. This is incredibly important because it's going to give you a very clear indicator of what they want in terms of length and style. For example, if the yoga studio's website has um, you know a pop-up on it over the teacher's name, a hover, right, where then it shows info about the teacher and it only shows the first three sentences and then it's like cut off or says expand, which happens in like mind-body software a lot, for example, that's gonna maybe change how you write your bio compared to if you go and every single teacher has like a short novel. Um, you're like, okay, right, <laughs> I should write a short novel too. So you kind of wanna see what the format is on wherever you're sending the bio and make sure that your bio fits into that format. It's really common sense. Um, But then you also wanna do this, not just to see sort of how you can blend in, because you do wanna blend in in terms of format, right? You don't wanna send a two sentence bio if every other teacher on this website has a three paragraph bio um, or vice versa. Um, But then you also wanna start looking for where you can stand out and differentiate yourself. So you wanna blend in in terms of style, but stand out in terms of what you say. So this is where it's really helpful to sort of just do do some research and see where this bio is gonna go. So that's tip number one, is sort of the context of where it lives. Tip number two is to think about the context of who is reading it, right? Who is reading this bio? So again, giving the example, of a bio for a studio website, which I think is probably what most people listening to this podcast, if you're a yoga teacher, that would be a common scenario. Who's reading that bio? Students, right? Prospective students deciding whether to take your class or not. So you want to write to the students, right? It's like, it's your bio, but it should be informative and let students know what they should expect from your class. So having your first three sentences be about your childhood or saying complicated yoga names or Sanskrit things that people might not understand perhaps might not be the best choice. Again, these are just my tips. You can do whatever you want. But if it were me, 
and I was sending a bio to a studio, I'd really focus the bio, especially the first couple sentences, about making it really clear to the prospective student who's reading what they're going to expect in my class. So for example, Brett Larkin teaches a strong alignment-based vinyasa flow you know, to music, not to music, you know, giving that kind of rich detail. Um, a lot of people like to include references to teachers that they may have studied with or been influenced by. And I think that's great, um, as, as well as giving yoga styles like Anusara or Vinyasa. You know, all of those things are helpful and let a student sort of place you in their mind's eye, right? Because you want people to be attracted to your class for the right reasons, um, right? So, so don't say that you know you teach a strong alignment-based vinyasa flow if you really teach yin, right? So you really want the student to be able to understand you. So this is what in the business world would call positioning, right? Positioning yourself in the market. Sounds kind of professional or cutthroat or something, but it's just, it's helpful, right? Otherwise you're doing prospective students reading the bio a disservice. So my tip would be to just make sure that those first sentences are very, very informative to the student. You're writing to the student, right? So it's sort of tricky, like with all bios, people think, and they teach this in marketing classes as well, right? You think your bio is supposed to be about you, but actually nobody cares about you. They wanna know what they can get from you, right? What's your class gonna be like? What's it gonna do for them? So the best bios, you know, share information about yourself, of course, but really clearly position yourself for a student and make it clear what you can give them, right? It's all about giving. So the word bio, you know, which is like autobiography, it's, it's sort of not, I would suggest not thinking of it that way. I would think of it as a marketing pitch. I would think of it as how to attract the right students to you. And you can be creative in that, in, in the language you use. Like I think in my bio, I use the words serene and strong and strength and you know stuff like that to sort of evoke the grace and sort of ballet type of stuff that I kind of like to bring into my sequences or you know, dancey kind of stuff. Um, I think I even say dance inspired sequences or, or something like that. So context is tip number one and two, right? Context in terms of where it's going, blend into the format, stand out in what you say, and context in two, who's reading it, right? Is a student reading it or perhaps you wrote a blog post or something and the person who's reading it is going to be someone on the other side of a computer who's never going to do your class but might want to learn more about you. You might want to tweak your bio, right? And have information about your website right up front um, and that kind of thing. So context is everything. My next tip is to just keep it short. Keep it really short. No one really reads more than a paragraph. And I think that's, again, you can think I'm being too harsh, but most people just kind of want to get a sense of who you are quickly. Two paragraphs is okay, but I don't think you should really go beyond two paragraphs. And I would really work on cropping your bio down. You want it to be short and concise and every sentence counts. So keeping your verbs active, keeping your sentence structure tight, no run-on sentences is really important. So I would spend time with your bio and start chipping away at it. Really think, does it, do I have to say this or can I cut this out? So sort of sculpt your bio like a Michelangelo sculpture, right? Keep chipping away at it until it's as short as it can possibly be. 
I think it was Thoreau, I don't remember, who said the hardest thing is to write the shortest letter, right? It's easy to ramble on and talk about yourself. It's hard to craft something that's very succinct and powerful and really distills what's special about you, you know, in, in a very, in like five sentences, right? So spend that time to craft it and make it short because that will also ensure that people read it. People don't want to read, you know, when someone looks at something and then there's like five more paragraphs at the bottom, they usually just kind of tune out. Um, So my next tip, which I guess this would be tip number four. So tip number three is keep it short. Tip number four is to brag. And as yoga teachers, we're so bad at this, which is why I felt especially impassioned to make this podcast. But you want to brag, right? You want to, and this is difficult, so you might want to get a friend to help you, a friend, a spouse, a parent, a partner, anyone. Get someone to help you to make your bio sort of show off your accomplishments and who you are. You know, for example, did you, are, are you honored? Are you, for, for me, like to be like watched by, you know, millions, minutes watched on YouTube sounds really obnoxious, but it's a legitimizing thing that I need to put in the bio, um, featured in, you know, the different websites I've written or been featured on. You want to really put that stuff at the beginning, at the forefront to establish yourself as an authority. And if you don't have anything you can brag about, make something up, you know, um, known for her beautiful dance-like transitions or something, you know, if two students know about that, you can say you're known for it, right? It's, it's okay. So you really want to put your best foot forward and brag. And that's really hard for most of us to do. I know that for me personally, my mom is sort of my go-to person who helps me with all my copywriting because it does not come naturally to me at all and sounds really obnoxious uh, in my own head to write that way. But The reality is if you're a yoga teacher and you're listening to this, you're also your own business owner, you're an entrepreneur. So really brag about yourself, say featured, say known for, say um, acclaimed for, you know, put that powerful language in there and show show yourself off. And get a friend, honestly. Get another yoga teacher friend or professional friend and tell them, like, I'll pump up your bio if you pump up mine because it does not come naturally to be able to do this for ourselves. I think for anyone, but especially as yoga teachers because it's just like the opposite of our personalities to want to do that. Okay, so my next tip is to keep it really informative. And I think we talked about that a little bit more. We already talked about that with the context piece. But again, you want to keep it informative to the reader. I'm sure the journey and your story of how you came to yoga is very powerful and amazing to you. And it's probably interesting to a prospective student as well if you can say it very succinctly, like in two or three sentences. Did tragedy or a loss of a family member bring you to your practice? Did an injury? Did depression? You know, sharing just little things like that it's not an overshare, but it helps students connect with you, right? They're like, oh, I've also had an injury. I'll probably like this person's class or, you know, they're able to tap into little things about what you say. So keep it informative in both your story and then most importantly, what they can expect from your class. Are you going to chant? Are you going to lead meditations at the end? Are they going to sweat? Are they not going to sweat, right? There's little things you can do in your language in the first couple sentences of your bio that will really have 
that effect that will really let students know. And that's really important because you're sort of shaping who you are. So those are sort of my tips for you. You know, keep in mind a bio and, and you know, if someone asks, I want to interview you on my website, send me your longest, fullest bio. I don't think anyone would ever say that, but some people may want your eight paragraph or six paragraph bio version. I just want to keep in mind and remind you and be that little voice in your ear saying, hey, your bio is actually not really about you. It's about your students and helping the right students find you. And you got to keep it short, snappy, have it stand out and have it fit the format of the site, you know, the site that you're, the site, like the studio site or the website or whatever. It's all about context, right? So as a final note, I'll just share that I personally, I have an Evernote full of my bios and I think there are maybe... 15 or 16 versions, I'm not kidding, of the bio at all different lengths and all tweaked for different audiences, right? If I write for Greatest or have a video series on Greatest, sort of how I want to present myself to that audience, knowing what they're going to be interested in, is a little bit different than my bio maybe on Wonderlust, which is like very yoga focused already, right? Greatness is more fitness focused. So how I present myself to sort of lure people in And again, it's not manipulation. It's sort of meeting the student where they are, right? If you need to call a class, you know, ab blaster core strength yoga to get them onto their mat, is that a bad thing? If then you teach a really incredible spirit-fused flow that just blows them away, I don't know. Again, these are all the decisions you'll have to make as a teacher. But I do really want to encourage you to, you know, brag about yourself in the bio, make it short, make it snappy, craft it, and then just think about where it's going because that's everything. The context of where someone is going to see it is really, at the end of the day, the biggest guiding factor for what this particular bio needs to be. And just know that you're going to have a million versions of the bio. You're never going to be done with it. You're constantly going to be tweaking it because you're constantly evolving as a teacher. So it's not like you write your bio once and it's done. It's more like probably like me, you have it in an Evernote and then there's like 13 revised versions of it in every different length and configuration um, down the page. And that's also great because it means you don't have to stress about it. So if someone's asking you for your bio right now, you can give it to them and um, you know, know that you'll always be updating it and potentially changing it later. Final note before I sign off, I didn't say this because in my mind I guess it's obvious, but it's worth stating. Have someone proofread your bio. Read it out loud to yourself and ask someone else to look at it so there's no grammar errors, spelling errors, and most bios are written in the third person, right? Again, this is where it's all about context. You want to look at the studio website and see sort of how all the others are, but most of them are written in the third person, which is weird, right? It's weird to write about yourself in the third person. If you're writing a very intricate long bio for your own website maybe you could use the first person but most bios are written in the third person and that's why it's also really good to have a friend help you with it okay let me know was this podcast helpful i'd love to hear from you and get your comments in our private facebook group yoga hacks h-a-c-k-s community.com or you can leave me a comment here on youtube if you're not a yoga teacher but would like to be or have a vision of that for yourself Join me for yoga teacher training. You can do it completely online with the option to study in person as well, but you can also graduate fully online doing your 200 um, RYT. So the info for that is at brettlarkin.com forward slash train. 
So get on the list and I would love to take you through your whole yoga journey because it's such a fun one and talk about spirituality and asana and business, all the stuff I love. So, so much love. Thank you for tuning in from my heart to yours. Namaste.